0: Hey folks, this is Ali and welcome to Friday, May 29th, 2020. Um, This week has me wiped. The days have been long and I'm not sleeping too well. And I guess there's just a lot going on in my mind and and I'm going into this weekend quite tired. I hope you're feeling a little bit more energetic and ready for the weekend. Today is Friday, which means it's Big Idea Friday. And I want to share with you today's my story and I want to... Tr- let you draw the parallels when you think about how what the effect of telling students they are smart is Um, yeah so when I was I was one of the smart kids growing up I had good grades school was easy I finished high school in the honors program I think my my scaled grade after all of it was 103 percent coming out of grade 12 I got accepted into every university program that I applied to Uh, I was even able to defer all of them for a year so i could take a, a gap year there and the only test i ever remember failing was in junior high after i had uh, messed up my back during wrestling in gym class so i'd been away for a bit and that's the only test i ever remember failing it through grade school being smart became part of my identity if i wasn't being smart i wasn't being me uh, which also meant that making mistakes or getting something wrong became personal and there was a little bit of an emotional fallout with that In Joe Bowler's book, Limitless Mind, she says, when you are valued for having a brain that you did not develop, one you were just given at birth, you become averse to any form of struggle and start to believe you do not belong in areas where you encounter it. So when I got to university, I did awfully in my first year. I, awfully. Um, I chose to party instead of study. I couldn't get myself out of bed and into class. I just wasn't responsible enough. And I I was taking engineering science courses, which I found really challenging. And I, I kind of gave up on the work when it got to be too hard. You know, when I when I got out of university finally and um, you know, graduated with some success, I started working and, and all of the jobs that I was able to get were too easy, it, they weren't enough of a challenge. So I would get bored and then that meant I wouldn't show up on time, I didn't care about my appearance, you know, I was lazy in my approach to everything that I was doing. And to be quite frank, most of the jobs I've ever had I've been asked to leave from, uh, in one form or another. Uh, sometimes nicer than others, but you know That's all I think part of the fact that I was bored doing the work that I was But I couldn't work for myself other myself either because I didn't have the skill set I didn't have the conviction. I didn't have you know, uh, the ability to learn the skills that I needed to on my own I and uh, I didn't believe in myself, right? It was a challenge that I wasn't able to face well and uh despite being smart Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't get anything off the ground and I tried, I tried real hard with a couple of things. Um, Yeah, and Joe Buller, she says, importantly, we should communicate to all students that they are on a growth journey and there is nothing fixed about them, whether it is, whether it is called a gift or a disability. So, I have a whole bunch of interests and, you know, when I, when I left university, I started working and I was bored and I wasn't, I wasn't doing well at work. I was still collecting a paycheck and managing to to get my work done, but I wasn't doing a very good job of being a model employee. I was trying other things on the side. You know, I was taking journalism courses. I was taking photography courses. I started a website called Letters Lounge. I wrote the LSAT. I took some coding courses. I picked up some tutoring gigs. I took creative writing courses. I was trying anything that, you know, piqued my interest. And even for a short time. So if it was interesting to me in that time, I just sort of went and registered for something and took a course on it, worked with it for a bit, and then left it. And that's the thing, I didn't have that stick with itness that I needed you know? So as soon as my interest uh, faded in any one area, I just sort of left. And that could have been just because these things got more difficult as you went along, you know? Um, journalism sounds real nice, it sounds real easy to put put an article together, but when you actually have to go talk to somebody and interview them and, you know, write that out, that that was hard for me. Photography is sort of the same thing once it got real technical. I sort of ah, I'm not doing this no more Letters Lounge a website at first the HTML was real easy And then when you started getting into JavaScript and some some CSS and as HTML developed and you know uh, PHP came into play like that all that stuff became really hard for me um, So yeah, so I didn't really stick with things until uh, uh, Once they got difficult and even to this day, I still can't focus on a single project. I have Mr. G Tutors, which is a blog, a YouTube channel, a podcast. I have Bernard Walter, which is a blog, a YouTube channel, and a podcast I build with Lego. Uh, you know, I get immersed in it, and then I back away from it completely. And, you know, I've taken painting courses. I've tried planting in the summer, and I'm, I'm always buying new toys for myself, and something new to keep myself entertained, right? Um, so I'm never sticking with anything for very long. And to be quite frank, if I'm not interested in something, I'm not doing it. Whether that's cooking, washing dishes, laundry, cleaning up, exercise, making appointments, replying to emails and texts. If I can't find the value in it for me, if I'm not interested in doing it, it's going to be real hard to get me to do it. And that's not really always a good thing, you know, but still, I'm smart. So I know exactly what's happening. I know exactly what I'm doing and I know exactly what I should be doing, but I don't do it yeah joe bowler says when we face a challenging situation rather than turn away because of fear and of not being good enough we should dive in knowing that the situation presents opportunities for brain growth of all the things that i've done in my life teaching is one of the very few things that i've really stuck with it's the job i've held the longest uh, and what is it's only been six years and this is my second career you know and i I think it has a lot to do with the fact that I worked really hard to get this job, right? Really hard. I, I, I was fired from a gig, uh, that I wasn't doing so well in and, you know, and I decided to go into teaching now going back to school at 30 was not easy. It was not easy to move out of Toronto and move up to Aurelia and spend a year there in a small town and, you know, attend a small university and things like that. But I did it. And at the end of it, you know I thought, okay, this is good i'm I had a job lined up in London, England, and I was going to fly away and then I think two um, a few months before I was supposed to fly, uh, I got a letter from the t d s b saying that I was offered an uh, an occasional teaching position right It's great. I thought, you know what this is going to be a year or two. It'd be a nice start, and then I'll be able to settle into things. It took me almost four years to get a uh, a contract position, so for for four years, I was facing a lot of uncertainty whether I was working the next day whether I would be able to pay rent uh, You know how much money I had to go out with my friends. I was racking up credit card debt and things like that And I did really need my parents to support me. I, I i don't think I Paid my own rent from my own bank account until I was nearly 35, right? I couldn't do it on my own Right? and I think one of the other things that, that keeps me interested in teaching is that I enjoy the job and I talk about it a lot. You know, I talk about it enough to want to head start a podcast about it. And I'm and I'm really okay with it being a part of my identity. Whereas when I was in IT, I really hated being the IT guy. I did not want to be the IT guy. You know, I was good at it, but I didn't want to be it. And it was part of my identity. I think the only other thing I've really stuck with through my life is writing. Uh, but that's that's probably a good 20 some years that I've been doing that. The gifted, Joe Bowler says, the gifted movement has the worthy ideal of ensuring that high achieving students get a rich and challenging environment, which I agree is needed, but they have done so by perpetuating an idea that some students are worthy of this because they have a fixed gift, like a present they have been giving. Now, because I was smart and because, you know, that was tied to my identity, that's what people tended to focus on. So I couldn't do a lot of other things, but it was okay because I was smart. Now, when I couldn't face a challenge real well, nobody knew that, but the, I didn't tell them that I wasn't able to to perform. What I did was I acted out, right? And I I had a pretty quick mouth on me. I had you know like some anger issues and things like that because being smart was the only way I was able to prove myself. And in situations when I wasn't smart, I was having a really hard time. And because of that, there are some things that I lack or I'm still developing. Uh, You know as I near 40 because I didn't learn them early enough in life Uh, things like tenacity perseverance intrinsic motivation Commitment, you know self-confidence some social skills, you know all of these things were missed Because I was so focused on being smart and proving that I was smart now All of these other things tenacity, you know intrinsic motivation commitment self-confidence social skills These are all things that have value and it's, it's an artificial value placed on placed on them by society, right? And smart, in the same way, is loaded. It's a loaded term. It means you have privilege. It means you have power. It means you're successful. It means you're capable. And, you know, it means you're infallible. And I, I think that's really the problem with the term smart, you know, because it doesn't allow for people to make mistakes well. In fact, we should redefine smart in or give it a, a new connotation in which... You know, it encompasses bravery. It encompasses you know perseverance. It encompasses uh, you know, research skills. It encompasses that that, that stick with itness, that gumption that people need to have in order to to see the see things through and, and meet with success. So instead of telling the students they're smart, you know, uh, and a lot of this is coming from Joel Bowler's book, but it's also coming from my head. It's it's Tell them they've worked hard. Tell them they've learned something new. Tell them they've developed a new skill. Tell them that they've performed well. Tell them they've met with the challenge head on. Tell them that they persevered, that they persevered despite the challenge they faced. Tell them that they demonstrated courage. Tell them that they succeeded, but don't tell them that they're smart. Don't let that term you know, become a part of a student's identity because I think the ramifications are that of that are that, Later in life is when it really becomes telling when students are so focused on developing That aspect of who they are because it is so highly valued in our society that they forget about everything else that's needed to support Being smart, right? And I really think that that's something we have to think about in education You know, that's my own story that you know I'll, I'll let you draw your own parallels with your experience with students or with yourself or with other people, you know uh, I don't, and I don't mean to say that being smart is a bad thing. Uh, I think it, it, it is a good thing inherently, and it's not that people aren't smart. They, you know, it should be part of their identity, but it should be only one, one part of that identity. It shouldn't be the part that in, that makes up who they are, and it shouldn't be the aspect of themselves that they base everything else on you know, that's, that's just my opinion. Right on. I think that's it for today. Uh, if you have any feedback from me, I'd love to hear from you. you, or if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, that really helped me out a lot. Uh, if you need to connect with, or if you'd like to connect with me, uh, there's some links in the description there. Thanks so much for listening folks. And we'll talk to you next week.